Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also, small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to LinkedIn.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From the center of the galaxy, this is a Force Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for another edition of Spotlight Star Wars. We're here 
In a post-Star Wars celebration world. Oh, I love Star Wars celebration. Now, you already heard Joseph and Jennifer and I on the main show, the superstar destroyer of our Fleet Force Center, talk about uh, Star Wars celebration, all the big news and notes. I had the privilege of going there as part of the Collider video and Collider Awesome-tacular team, and I... Uh, I, I still want to talk about it. I don't want to remix anything. I don't want to keep repeating things. This isn't a breakdown of the last Jedi trailer. This isn't a, a, a reaction to any the poster, any of that stuff. Maybe that'll come up. I don't know. I'm speaking from the hip here. Uh, first of all, a big, and I said it before, but I, it bears repeating. Uh, as uh, Spotlight Star Wars was the, the first show on the Force Center podcast feed. Actually, this was uh, on the Napsuck Files podcast feed. And if you go back to 2015... One of the early Spotlight Star Wars episodes was recorded at Anaheim Star Wars Celebration in my hotel room after my first day attending, which was a Friday. I'd missed the Thursday big panel. Uh, that's why I was racing back from something called Cauliflower Alley Club in Las Vegas. It's a uh, alumni association uh, for pro wrestlers that I'm a member of, and uh, there's a big event every year, and I travel. Uh, this year, it's in first week of May. Usually, um, it co- coincides with uh, Star Wars Celebration, and and uh, I uh, was racing back and watched the Force Awakens teaser trailer in Prim, Nevada, on the on the border there, California, Nevada. Uh, so my friend uh, filled up uh, the, the car with gas. I said, I got to watch this here now. And I'd missed the big experience of seeing it in the uh, big panel. And I'd watched Christian Harloff, Tiffany Smith, Mark Ellis, Scott Mance, everyone shed tears of joy. And I raced down to Anaheim the next day. And my first Star Wars celebration panel was the Battlefront panel, actually. Walked in with Cody Hall, Cobster, Mark Ellis, a lot of the Schmoes guys, and experienced the panel there. And that night in my hotel room, I recorded an episode of Spotlight Star Wars, and you can go back and you can hear some of the most pure joy that has ever come out of my uh, my brain. Uh, it was an experience, and this time around, getting to experience Star Wars Celebration in full. And in a very, you know, I, I, I was humbled uh, by my privilege. Uh, pri- privileges allowed uh, me at this at this convention. I could walk into the panels. I didn't have to stay overnight. That was part of my job. Now, hey, I work hard. I think I earned that job. But uh, it was never lost on me that uh, I had an extraordinary opportunity at this Star Wars celebration. So, it, it, saying all that, I, I just want to pause and, 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 and give my thanks, my heartfelt thanks to those of you who trekked out to Star Wars, oh, I shouldn't use that word, trekked, huh? who made the trip out to Star Wars Celebration Orlando 2017, who did stay overnight in the panels, who did wait for three hours in the Star Wars Schmodown panel, and two hours or plus more plus for the Jedi Council panel, and... and um, trekked around town, maybe to the Collider meetup, or to watch Mark Ellis perform stand-up comedy. You you took time out of your busy schedule to talk to us and to talk to me and find this bond and kinship in person over Star Wars, and that meant a lot to us as on the Collider crew, and particularly. It meant a lot to me, and by proxy, even though they weren't there physically, they were there in spirit by the force, Joseph and Jennifer. It meant a lot for those. For, uh, t- uh, meant a lot when those of you out there took um, took the time to specifically mention Force Center. Force Center, the podcast feed we are on here now, is a a uh, feed of passion. It is a passion project for Joseph and Jennifer and I, and though we have intentions to grow it and intentions to continue and, and big announcements coming on our May 4th Star Wars special, uh, Star Wars Day special show, um, 
it is it is it is sm- a small but mighty feed. There are bigger podcasts out there right now. There are bigger uh, shows, Collider Videos, Collider Jedi Council. I get it. That is what ninety five percent of uh, the people talking to me know me from. But the smaller percentage of you that are Force Center fans, I will say, shh, it's a secret between us here on Spotlight Star Wars and the Force Center podcast feed. That meant even more to me. That meant something special. Uh, those of you who pulled me aside to talk about databank brawl uh, and talk about uh, Star Wars ranked and, and um, say a kind word about Jennifer and Joseph's contributions, which are way above mine uh, on Force Center. And um, there was one one regret that was I was in the last Jedi panel, I believe, or maybe it was the 40th. Uh, busy weekend, and I uh, had to get up. Hey, nature call. I had to run to the bathroom real quick. Um, drinking a lot of water out there that day. I had to run the panel. I didn't want to go during the panel. I had to run out there now. I had my seats run out, and as I was kind of making my way through the crowd that was filing in, there was uh, a young girl and her father sitting in the aisle, and, and they kind of flagged me down. And uh, I believe it was the father who said, "Hey, you know, she's a big Force Center fan." And I, I took a moment and said, "Oh my gosh, that's great!" But I, I, I was a one-track mind, and I was heading to, heading to, uh, heading to the outhouse there, and I. Um, I didn't come back and say hi to her because that, that meant a lot that uh, such a, a young Star Wars fan could take an interest in this podcast, which admittedly at times this podcast feed is for uh, another layer of Star Wars fans. We're not just writing pop songs here. Sometimes we're, we're uh, writing big opuses and, and deep uh, ballads. Prog rock ballads of Star Wars. You you uh, you know to, you can appreciate Data Bank Brawl on any level, but. Uh, you have to, you know, to appreciate Star Wars on a deeper level, I think, to even get any more Star Wars counseling, Star Wars ranked. And, and that's not saying that a young fan can't. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying it meant a lot that a young fan is developing and continuing to build on their their passion and love of Star Wars through Force Center. Um, and that meant a lot. And I wish I wish I had stopped. So if, if, if that's you and you were listening and you're the father or the daughter or both, I, I got to tell I wish I'd stopped and talked to you more. I wish I'd asked you what your favorite character was. I wish we had a conversation about Rey, Ahsoka, Finn, Poe, or Darth Vader or whatever. I wish I had done that. That was my one regret, regret from Star Wars Celebration. But there were so many great memories uh, f- uh, that, that went down there. It was a job. I had to go work, you know. Ooh, poor me. Uh, I was working. I was working. We were running around. We were scheduled down to the minute for our work with Collider Video and our show Awesome Tacular on Verizon Go90. And uh, I still had time, though, fortunately, still had time to hit the floor. And you know what, these folks, I've been to enough of these conventions that a lot of these vendors are the same people. You may have heard me talk about it in other areas. I think it was mentioned on the Knapsack Files, my, uh, uh, some of my issue, uh, episodes on um, uh, the three things. And, yeah, you know, it's the same type of people. It's the same Funko Pops. It's, it's some of the same shirts. It's the same backpacks. Same scattered boxes of old Kenner figures. But you know what? When it's at a Star Wars convention, it means even more. I just, I, you know, you, you know the story. If you listen to me long enough, I sold all my Kenner action figures in the mid-'80s uh, for about two bucks, all of them in a lunch pail because I wanted a skateboard because all my friends were getting skateboards and Star Wars wasn't as cool anymore. And I put away my toys. I sold them at a garage sale. My parents let me do this. I'm not blaming them. $2. And that's why I only have a couple from my original collection left. And so I, I, 
I have a little Han Solo. I have a 1978 Han Solo, I believe, or maybe it's 77, and maybe it's a big head one. Uh, purchased that one at a Whistle World in Chicago. Uh, my friend Rachel had got me uh, Weequay from the Skiff, uh, and I have a uh, I have a, have a Hoth Luke, which I had picked up, uh, original Kenner's figures. And I'm thinking, you know what? I think it's time. I don't need the package. I don't need the on-card on figures, mint condition. I'm just going to start grabbing some uh, loose Kenner figures. They're sold generally cheaper at these conventions and i was looking through them and i was going to get a leia uh, from uh, new hope uh, and with the vinyl cape found one of those a good fair price forty dollars i was going to get some others and i just the honest truth i was i was packed to the hilt i couldn't take anything home i you know i the humidity in orlando i couldn't predict it my first time in Orlando, actually, so I was like, I don't know. I'm parent. I packed so many Star Wars T-shirts, uh, a backpack and a suitcase, and they were just ripping at the seams with these Star Wars shirts. So going back home, I did not have the room to take a lot of uh, uh, merchandise or collectibles from the floor that I may have purchased. And I had some posters. Of course, they gave us the. Uh, if you attended the panels, you got the Princess Leia um, 40th anniversary May the Force Be With You poster. And if you tend to Last Jedi, you got the Last Jedi teaser poster, which is is amazing. And I got some cool little trinkets. Um, and uh, I, uh, I I barely could fit those in. That's good. So that's kind of a regret too. Maybe I could have squeezed in that the, some of those Kenner figures, but uh, it's fun there. So I'm just piling through, looking through these uh, loose Kenner figures in these uh, buckets at these vendors, and just I'll tell you, I was there for longer than I than I even know, and longer than I intended because just the memories started rushing back. And the, what I love about Star Wars Celebration is you are truly surrounded by the best of the best fans. You are truly surrounded by a group of people who just are here for a specific reason. It's not like other cons where you might be there just because you're a general pop culture fan or you're a comic book fan or a Marvel fan, a DC fan, Star Wars fan, Game of Thrones, Walking Dead, on and on, or you just want to experience these cons because you've heard so much about them. Star Wars Celebration, you were there because Star Wars has affected you on some level. At some point in your life, Star Wars meant everything. And it is it is an unbelievable experience i'm i'm absolutely bummed that they are not going to have star wars celebration next year i hope something changes and maybe they change their mind and find a way to do it uh, increase their staff somehow i don't know what the reasoning are if uh, the reasoning is for for not being next year but in 2019 i'll tell you i'm going to be there i miss london i couldn't travel to london for celebration last year and i know celebration last year was uh well, you know, wasn't received as well by by those who weren't attending it, uh, or maybe some of the press who attended it had those thoughts too. But it wasn't a big newsworthy uh, convention. Like the Disney Parks was kind of the big thing. Some stuff about Rogue One, but no big news. And we're conditioned to go. It's it's kind of like if you watch a TV show, thanks to Game of Thrones, we are conditioned for something big to happen at the end of each season. We're conditioned for a big season, episode nine of the season, to just really kind of shock us and. And, and send us talking at the water cooler the next day. Who's going to die? Uh, much uh, in the same light, much the same way, I think we are conditioned at these big conventions to get the big news. We want to hear the Obi-Wan standalone movie announced. We want to get the hot scoops on Han Solo's uh, standalone story. We want to know what's coming next. Is there going to be episode 10, 11, or 12? And are they going to be about Ray, Finn, and Poe? We want all those uh, scoops, all those um, big stories to come out. And you know what? There was definitely some. Definitely some stories to come out of this Star Wars celebration, but this this convention really does remind you when you get the chance to attend it in any capacity that this is a celebration of Star Wars. 
It's why that tagline is still on the Jedi Alliance podcast and still finds its way here. Uh, I love to celebrate this franchise. We can nitpick. I can look at that teaser trailer and break down every frame. We can do all that. We can ask the questions about Grey Jedi, uh, which is this year's Snoke for sure. We can ask, the, uh, is, is, is Luke going to be completely grumpy? Was that really him saying it? Mark Hamill says it is. It must be. Maybe it was a sleight of hand. Is Luke the one that burnt down uh, the Jedi Temple or was it Kylo Ren? We don't know. I could do all that for days. And I like the news. I liked the news coming out of Star Wars Celebration this year. But at the end of the day, when I'm flying away, I'm not flying out of the Orlando airport thinking about Rebels being this last season or uh, Rook being in season four of Rebels played by Warwick Davis. I'm not thinking about the teaser trailer. I am thinking about the emotions felt, the tears spilled, the laughter, the clapping, the happiness. In the midst of, a, of the saddest moment, which is the tribute to Carrie Fisher, uh, sad in that uh, very human way where we're all trying to say goodbye as fans, Mark Hamill trying to say goodbye as a friend, and uh, George Lucas up there, Kathleen Kennedy saying their nice words, and then John Williams, the curtain comes back and John Williams is playing. He says, shh, and he starts playing Leia's theme, the... the Again, I don't want to say joy because it was a somber moment, but it just, there is a joy to it. Because, again, you're celebrating. And you're looking back on the life of Carrie Fisher. And you're looking back on the character that was Princess Leia and still what is left to come. And you just overcome the moment and it's something in it. And, and it's not about news. That's why I'm so glad that that 40th anniversary panel did not have an Obi-Wan story. Did not have any breaking news. It just was there to celebrate Star Wars. And I was emotionally stirred two minutes into that 40th anniversary panel. A lot of fun, a lot of excitement, a lot of adrenaline. It was the first panel of the, uh, of the event for us, and I believe of the event in total. It was the opening ceremonies. Um, and we're there, we're sitting there, and I got all my coworkers around me who are fortunately also my friends. And people are coming up to us to shake our hands. And you got this adrenaline, you're Star Wars, yeah, and I was excited. But then the opening video package starts playing. And I immediately was moved. Immediately moved by this silly little space opera. With space wizards, laser swords, murder bears, trademarked by Joseph Scrimshaw. Uh, walkers and spaceships and Death Stars. And slugs who are gangsters. With their space monkey sidekicks. Robots called droids. All these things. It's silly. It's crazy. It came into my life when I was very young. But to, to see it up there on screen and to see the legacy up, up, uh, play out before you in this video package. And that includes everything. That includes you know, the C-3PO and R2-D2 Christmas record I have, which you know, includes the song Bells, 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 and what do you get a Wookiee for Christmas when he already has a comb. Uh, uh, the, the holiday special, the silliness of that, the Ewok adventures in the mid-'80s, both the Saturday morning cartoon and the live-action TV movies, Battle of Endor and Caravan of Courage, the prequels, the special editions, Han shooting second, all those things, all those things that we can sit here and debate and make fun of and laugh and all those things and the great things in New Hope and Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi and that feeling I had as a kid walking out of the theater for that first time in 1983, not knowing what the first two movies were about, not knowing, figuring this story out from the last chapter 
working my way back to what at the time was the first new hope. All those things, you just kind of get caught up in the fact that it is still in my life and the fact that it is in my life at a, at a level uh, larger than it ever has been. And I'm sure that might be the case for a lot of you out there. I was caught up in that. The legacy of something that is not just a film. It is a way of life. It is a continual movement. It is something that is amazing to behold if you let yourself just kind of wash Uh, Let it wash all over you. Dive into the deep end of being a Star Wars fan. That doesn't mean you can't uh, have some problems with Rogue One. doesn't mean you can't look at Force Awakens and think, "Ah, I wish they didn't have a third supersized Death Star. I get it all. As Joseph always says, Star Wars, uh, it's supposed to be silly at times. We all kind of agree there's one great movie, one good movie, and the rest are the rest, and we enjoy them just for what they are. That's why Joseph and I and others are able to enjoy the prequels. Um... And to get caught up that, and you know what, Ta- speaking of the prequels, the presence of the prequels was a lot bigger at this celebration than the one I attended in 2015, that is for sure. Maybe Lucasfilm would deny that and say, what are you talking about? No, we love the prequels, but it definitely felt as they raced towards The Force Awakens, and Lor Santeca's lines of, uh, this will uh, make things right, um, you kind of got that sense of celebration that uh, that's what was going on in 2015. But here in 2017, no, it was part of the fine tapestry of the Star Wars universe. And I had joked prior to attending uh, the 40th anniversary panel that I was going to start uh, a standing ovation for Hayden Christensen. I knew others would join me, of course, but I didn't have the chance to start it. It began before he even came out on stage. And it's, uh, it's nice to see just for Hayden himself, who seems by all accounts to be a generally great guy, um, who you know did what he needed to do and acted his heart out as best he could in those prequel movies. And yep, it didn't always hit. And he's going to have that sand line haunting him for the rest of his career. But you know what? In that moment, when he, when he was on stage and everyone stood up and people were screaming. Uh, one of my bosses, two seats over, loves Revenge of the Sith. And he was just screaming like a 14-year-old girl at a Beatles concert. Um, Hayden, Hayden. Then we saw him again Friday night at uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios for Galactic Nights. Um, we saw him riding the roller coaster there, and we're screaming the same thing, and he waved politely. In that moment is when I, I really kind of fully felt like this Star Wars community, we do love this stuff. We do celebrate this stuff. And at the end of the day, yep, the prequels may have been something. And Hayden Christensen may have said some lines about sand that we think are funny, but man, he is still Anakin Skywalker to a lot of people. Man, he is Darth Vader. And it was fun to be there and witness that moment. There were so many things, so many individual little moments and memories that I'll always take from that. And, and again, above all of that was you guys taking the moment to, uh, to shake my hand and say, man, I like Force Center. You know who should be on Databank Brawl? General Grievous. That's what I want to see. I want to see him fight Dexter Jetster. I loved those moments and I and appreciate it. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. 
So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I had a lot of fun at the Star Wars uh, movie trivia schmodown, taking on Sam Witwer, John Campia, Jeremy Johns, and Jenny Nicholson. If you have not had the chance to watch it, I don't want to spoil it for you here. I'll give you a spoiler warning. You can stop now. I won't be offended. You can press stop. You can press pause, and you can go over to Collider Video's YouTube channel, and you can watch the whole thing there if you want. But I do want to talk about it. So if you haven't, uh, and you haven't seen it, and you don't want to be spoiled, leave now. The rest, stay here with me. So I won, and it was great. It was a lot of fun. Look, I know Star Wars. I know trivia. I'm pretty good at it. I, I thought I'd had a fighting chance. But Sam Witwer is a machine. He is an absolute Star Wars trivia machine. And I saw him in the uh, first match. It was me and Campia versus him and Freddie Prince Jr. Witwer missed one question barely. He couldn't remember one color from the uh, rebel strike teams and uh, rebel uh, fighter teams in space uh, during the Battle of Endor. Couldn't remember gray. I think on, a, on, on any given day, I might not have remembered that. I happen to remember it 
to have remembered it, and I, and I stole that question. But he got the other three colors. He got three out of the four colors. That's what he missed. One-fourth of one question was what Sam Witwer missed the first time I faced him. I did not think I had that kind of, uh, any kind of chance. And John Campy knows his stuff. Jeremy Jones knows his stuff. Now, Jenny Nicholson was, is a newcomer on the scene going in. It would have been a, a far-reaching bet to take her, but i got to say this, and I do want to pause, uh, pause for a moment. And since I'm not on a Screen Junkies broadcast and I'm not on a Collider broadcast, I'm on my own, I can speak a little more honestly. Uh, we had some other names that we wanted to get into the Schmodown, and it wasn't working. We, we had, we, it had gone from a one-on-one battle, Sam, me and Sam, and then it expanded to a three-way battle between John, Sam, and me. And then we decided to add two more. And we had some other names, and they didn't come through. They would have been excited names. It wasn't their fault. Scheduling's very tough when you're at Celebration. But there were some people big and high up in the Star Wars world uh, who we had invited. And uh, one we thought it was going to work, what was going to work. And we thought, well, if it doesn't work... Let's make it a five-way. We'll put Jeremy Johns in. Jeremy wanted in. He wanted to compete. He knows Star Wars very, very much. Let's have this fifth, and it doesn't work. We'll add someone in. And then it just got, you know what, let's just call it, let's just call it, and let's bring someone in. And we really wanted to have a a female competitor. We felt that was important. Um, The way it had worked out, again, it was Sam, me, Sam, me, John, and then we had a Jeremy, and we're like, oh, all right, we we need one more. Let's let's make sure uh, we have a good, strong female competitor. And the idea uh, came float upon, uh, floated uh, our way of, of Jenny Nicholson, who uh, has uh, made it big on YouTube over the last year with some great, funny videos. And then uh, she's just now beginning to host a show called Millennial Falcon on Screen Junkies News. Millennial Falcon Weekly, I believe, officially, to, so it's not confused with a, a show that was on Nerdist. Um, and you know it's a funny show. I do enjoy it. It's 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 growing. Jenny's going to find her voice even more. Learn how to how to you know run the show the way she wants. And and I recommend you check it out. It's something that's needed. Uh, you know, it's a different perspective in the Star Wars universe. But to speak honestly, she got thrown in somewhat last minute. It wasn't too much uh, too 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 much before the event. Before we are all traveling out there, that we that we uh, got her and Andy Signore to agree to join the fight. And all the credit in the world, because I'll tell you, she does know Star Wars. And I'll be honest, I saw some comments. I saw some comments on um, John Campia's Facebook page and, and Twitter and all those things when we announced it. I saw some, I, I saw some comics that were, comments that just upset me. Um, people uh, immediately kind of talking her down. And I, uh, I, I, I just, it upset me. It just upset me. We're better as a Star Wars fandom. We're better than that. And, hey, you may not like her videos. You may not uh, like some of her views on Rogue One or Force Awakens or whatever. Uh, but I think she's funny. I think she's talented. And above all, because she's a real human who I've actually met and now hung out with. And we also all had some fun screen junkies and Clyder at uh, Disney's uh, Galactic Nights. She is... Uh She's a sweetheart, man. She's absolutely a sweetheart. And and I saw some people go after her, and I think, you know, you fill in the blanks on why. Probably because it was a young girl, younger girl uh, that they felt they could they could bully. It really upset me. And um, I give Jenny all the credit in the world for coming into that arena against some titans of the game and holding her own. And, yep, she did lose. And a lot of people could have predicted that. But she got a lot more questions right than I think people gave her credit. And that's what I'm saying. Welcome her into this community. If you don't like her style, that's all right. But you don't need to go out of the way. And I saw some fans doing that. It disappointed me going out of the way to uh, kind of harass her for being part of this thing when all we had simply done was asked her to be a part of it. 
and her, her sin was, in many, many people's eyes was to accept our invite. I don't like that stuff. I don't like that stuff. We are, should be more welcoming as a Star Wars fandom. And, and to be fair, a lot of you, particularly the Force Center fan base, were and will continue to be welcoming. And I, I love that, and that's why uh, Force Center means so much to me. But um, I want to give, uh, I just really wanted to address that. Uh, Jenny came in kind of last minute, and um, she knows stuff, man. She knows stuff. She has a great view on Star Wars, and, and that's what this is about. It can't all be some crusty 40-year-old men up there talking about Star Wars, all right? This is generational. I met 8-year-old fans, 10-year-old fans, 11-year-old fans, uh, the young girls dressed as Jin and Ray, and uh, the older women dressed as General Leia, the older men dressed as uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, the middle-aged men like me, the couples, the families. That is what Star Wars is about. And uh, I want you all to continue in 2017 as the Star Wars world expands and continues to expand. And new voices come in. Make sure you welcome them and let us celebrate what we have in front of us. That is what Star Wars Celebration is about. And that was what I felt. And I loved it all. That is it for this week on Spotlight Star Wars. We'll see you at the 2019 Star Wars Celebration, right? I think I'll be at D23 which is in July, right before San Diego Comic-Con. And I, I, you know what? I think, I, I think we're going to get some stuff at D23. I think we are going to get some Star Wars news. Uh, we talked about it this week on Collider Jedi Council. I think that's when you might see the Obi-Wan announcement or at least the next standalone movie announcement and some stuff about Han Solo. I think they're trying, Disney's definitely trying to cut into San Diego Comic-Con, and I think that is uh, what you're going to see. So gear up. Maybe I'll see you all at D23. We'll definitely have some Star Wars news to talk about. That is Spotlight Stars for this week. You can follow me on Twitter at KenNapsock. Use the hashtag SpotlightStarWars to ask me some questions, to join the conversations, to celebrate Star Wars with me and us here at the Force Center podcast, podcast feed. You can follow uh, the podcast itself at Force Center Pod. Like us on Facebook. As I said on Force Center, I'll say it again here. I apologize. I was going to do a lot more live broadcasting from the Force Center Facebook page. Schedule did not allow it. I apologize, but still like the page. Like us uh, there, and then subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. And on May 4th, we got some shows from now until then, of course, but on May 4th, we are going to have a special Force Center celebrating Star Wars Days, uh, Star Wars Day with some big announcements. That's it. I'm going to go bask in the afterglow of Star Wars celebration. You guys are the best. We'll see you next time. May that force thing kind of, sort of, always remain around you.